welcome to Rescue Replay. My name is Kala and I'm your host. I have a really special guest with me today. Um, we have 007, Miss <laughs> Jane Bond here, Miss International Woman of Mystery. Um, she is somebody that partook in one of my lifeguard courses like what, a year ago? Mm -hmm. A year and uh, yeah, we just hit it off right away and she presented me with some opportunities and here we are talking on my podcast now. What a difference a year makes. Oh my uh, gosh. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, wow, uh, several time listener, active podcast lover, first time speaker. So <laughs> yeah, uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you for the opportunity. And yeah, and thank you for doing what you're doing. I really enjoyed actually um, listening to the episodes thus far. And uh -huh. yeah, that's awesome. That's like so reassuring. That's so reassuring. I question myself, like just this morning, I was walking my dog and I'm like, what the fuck do I think I'm doing? Like, <laughs> right? You Panico. know, I'm just, uh, I'm just this little lifeguard instructor. Like, I don't know shit. <laughs> oh my God. No, uh, no. You're like Yoda, Yoda of, of the aquatic world. Ooh, Love it. Okay. I'll, I'll take that title. I'll take that title. So why don't you tell me a little bit about how you got into aquatics and where it kind of all started for you? Uh, well, cute story. How I actually learned to swim <laughs> uh -huh. was uh, my dad picked me up and actually just threw me into the pool uh, <laughs> when I was a kid um, and I swam and my dad was like, yeah, I knew you were going to swim. And I was like, do you not understand that could have gone horribly the other way? <laughs> he's like, no, 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 you're good. You're good. I, was, I had to worry. You're like been a little water monkey ever since. Um, and so obviously grew up just like around water, but just kind of rivers, um, creeks, um, streams. And then uh, I started at my local pool. Actually, it was my first job. Um, and my love of aquatics just took off from there. I lifeguarded every summer. Um, and then it uh, kind of when I was able to uh, move, I ended up joining a swim team. So I took my love of aquatics to like a competitive level nice. and swam um, yeah, competitively for a couple of years and really, really enjoyed that. And I, I still love my front crawl, uh, chef's kiss. Thank you so much <laughs> for all of those uh, beatings in the formative years. And then actually I ended up uh, becoming a scuba diving instructor. So with uh, even took a course with a, a fellow lifeguard and yeah, my love for aquatics and uh, fostered by like my hometown pool is really, yeah, what, what was able to take me all over the world. Um, you know, like I've been Belize, Honduras, Thailand, Germany, um, Mexico. And you've, you've done diving or you went, you dove. Is that the yeah. proper way to I say dove. you dove? You dove in all of these countries? Divid, I did, yes. Um, and my family is actually really awesome. Like they're a family of scuba divers too. So like my mom and dad, um, brother. So yeah, it's been kind of um, a huge vein um, through our entire lives. And um, yeah, and it was a way too to like, yeah, get out and see the world. Um, yeah. And, and it, so it that. all started in like your hometown community pool like it wasn't like you were in this massive metropolitan city with like all of these indoor programming indoor pools with lifeguards galore like you were limited in your community for pool oh space. yeah yeah very like very tiny community um lot not a lot of amenities and yeah growing up too like it was it was so cool to work at the pool <laughs> yeah yeah i remember I loved that. it man um, yeah. And like, you know, being, a, being a lifeguard, like you definitely felt like proud and, and you had sort of like a, a certain stature, like you did work for it, right? Like it actually, you, it does take dedication and it does take credentialing. And I'd kind of forgotten about that part. And I mean, I don't think I've ever like run across a beach in like a red onesie by any means, <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, being a lifeguard was, was pretty cool. And, um, yeah. And I, I, I love that. And I really, that's kind of what resonated, um, for me so strongly when I took your class, um, 
when you recertified like the oldest working lifeguard. Hey, she, uh, she was my oldest student. She was, yeah, it's hilarious. Apparently, I should have signed a waiver, y'all. Bitch, um, you are so old. Do not die on this. Please know I spanked all the children, not literally, but in the water. Like I did actually beat yeah. everyone but one who is in the swim club. Yeah. Um, oh, I love you. Mr. Mr. Omar? Was that? No, no, no. it was Aaron. Oh, yeah, little oh, Aaron. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, but you had a crush on that guy. Totally. Love you. <laughs> Love you, buddy. Um, so sorry. We could not. Um, our destiny was not linked. Um, but you did get me through that week, so I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, what I loved uh, so much was, like, you actually brought that to the forefront of of how, like, lifeguarding is actually, like, a respectable uh heavy duty job right and it does take dedication and it does take a lot of credentialing and it does take upkeep and and maintenance and you know how to be proud and you kind of spoke to like role modeling that behavior and and everything that is all, all the subtle things that go that go with it right like i don't think a lot of people are like props to the lifeguards or like man who taught you the love of swimming like your swim instructors um, yes. you know like man I love like my dive instructors mm -hmm. like you guys gave me a beautiful gift I was able like as a lifeguard and a scuba diving instructor to turn around and teach right I was able to gift that to other people that's so cool you know I'm friends with like my first dive master ever that I certified what up Dave mm -hmm. out in the UK right and we're we're buddies and I was able to certify like his girlfriend and sister and his sister at the time and then his son later like 20 years later oh my or whatever gosh. you know Full so circle yeah man so it's just been like um yeah aquatics and and that lifestyle um and the doors that it can open for you are are crazy like if you just are open to the possibility with with everything right and um i think too like our our little pool was definitely just like a beacon of hope, but it was also like, because it was so good, everybody just had to, and, and tiny, right? Everybody had to be a team. So you learned like, everybody does the cash out, right? Everybody does, cleans the toilets. Yeah, everybody everybody does, does the same job. Everybody pitches in, like everybody's on deck and um, just builds that like a, a huge sense of community. And you, you know, you've been all over, right? You see like another lifeguard or you're there and you're just like, what up, yo? Like, oh, yeah. It's, it's a connection. I instant. actually just had a swim coach. He's a life-saving sports swim coach in my course just a couple of weeks ago. And uh, that's Phil Skinder, everybody down in Vancouver. If you like the life-saving sports, go to Phil Skinder. But he was in someplace down south, like Cuba or something like that. Don't ask me directions. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, I suck. Yeah. He, he was somewhere tropical, and he went on the beach, and they had lifeguards. And he was like, oh, hey, like, yeah, I'm an, I'm in a lifeguard, too. And then, you know, right away, like, lifeguard and lifeguard meet. And it's like you automatically are, like, you are accepted into that lifeguarding circle, like, in a different country. And it's like, yeah, yeah I'm a lifeguard. Like, okay, yeah. You can relate on those on that level with those people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just makes you kind of think about um... – man, I don't know about the like cliche, but like the unsung heroes, right? Like, and don't get me wrong, like nurses fucking love you, you know, <laughs> doctors, like paramedics, like all of you guys, like everybody that's in these roles, teachers, like we have this like crazy responsibility, but it's like an ultimate gift. Like you get to bestow these things, you get to safeguard people, uh, you get to push yourself more. Like it just, it gives you so many uh, like intangibles and yeah, like, Thank you for like fostering that and bringing it to a level like man just being like a strong female in a, a in a male dominated industry right like very predominantly i mean might be shifting a little bit like but we all kind of came up in boys clubs and all that stuff so yeah i mean yeah and i i was listening to your your podcasts a little bit earlier and you're talking about how your stature is correct slight but i will say even in a swimsuit you fill the room and you command that presence and that goes in with like how you carry yourself and the utmost respect so you know shoulder to shoulder even against like a tank you would still um even if you feel like you're a little bit on the tedious side of life <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah like you're badass man like you, you fill the space like yeah actually when you rolled up and I went to like hug you for the first time. I was like, I did not remember you being so small. <laughs> like, you're just 
just like larger than life on the pool deck like way to handle that shit uh, and trying. yeah like hats off man I don't know. I mean, it's I feel a like hard road. well, and I feel like I identify with you know being a lifeguard. I feel like it's such a heavy part of my identity that sometimes when I'm operating outside of the pool, like doing new things as an adult, like and especially a single adult that has come from an abusive relationship of six years, doing new things as an adult by yourself out in the real world with that kind of a background is fucking petrifying. Oh God, yeah. Like, can we speak to the? I just have the. Gift of Fear is one of the books that I got. Do you have, is, I think Ooh. it's Gavin Gavin De Becker. Oh, Ooh. don't quote me on that. You're better than quote, you're better quoting authors than I do. I have not quoted an author. Oh, yet, so I, but good. I do love my bookie books. <laughs> um, but yeah, and it talks about yeah how we develop those senses and how they protect us. And then yeah, like your your life and your lens is forever altered, right? Like oh, yeah. because of the training, because you um, of what you're looking for. Like again, like not to reference your previous podcast but you were talking about like telling everybody like look for what doesn't look right you know like look yes. for body language look for like what something like sense. yeah you're little you're not looking for what's working you're looking for like what is not working so you know i i experienced it um last fall yeah i went traveling and i went traveling by myself um for the first time also like i don't recommend like just raw dog in life like hard out of fucking covid gate. i don't know how many times can i swear on this podcast a million times the oh! most explicit podcast yet so yeah like it was one i may have like a great saying you like your sayings like i bit off more than i could chew but fuck did i chew it but yeah i definitely had had that check of just having your head on a swivel being a single female what does it feel like traveling you know and 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 the times i got cautioned and mm -hmm. then yeah what what am i doing all the time i am looking for you know what doesn't look right like does is that guy stink eyeing me too hard like Ooh, is he situation you know yeah. like am i going into this alley yeah and then um so yeah it teaches you like yeah always like your little lizard brain and your spidey senses right are oh, fucking yeah. da -da -da -da. and it's yeah it shifts it shifts your perspective and i mean I think I will say uh, my spidey senses have like always trust your gut, man. Like yeah. it fucking will. Uh, it comes through in a punch, uh, in a pinch. Sorry. Yeah, when you feel those hairs, or you feel that that feeling in your gut, or even just like mm, just trust it, man. Yeah, and I can say like that's d developed through yeah through first aid and through the exposure to to always just being like. Are you aware of your surroundings? Like, what's going on? Totally. Well, and, you know, on the other side of the spectrum of that, like, as I'm healing from this abusive relationship, I recently just had this experience with this gentleman. Um, before one of my trips out, I had just hung out with this guy. Because, of course, I also think, like, when you're in your 30s and into your 40s, being a single female conquering the world by yourself has a different connotation than if you're in your 20s. Oh, a, fuck yeah. yeah. As a, as a crazy single, cat spinster. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you, you enter your 30s or your 40s as, as a single woman, like, and people find out that you're single and that's your age category. They're like, ooh, what's wrong with you immediately? So it's also, like, you have to battle that. But... Of course, I'm, I'm single in my 30s, so I'm, you know, I have that mental thing going on in my in myself and in my body, and and I had spent this this evening with this one gentleman that I was really looking forward to, and it totally took me by storm, like totally washed over me, and so you're talking about your gut feeling and how you have to trust those feelings. Well, now for me, like I have to learn how to trust the positive feeling. Shit, and that's weird yeah. to learn, right? Yeah. What the fuck is positivity? And it feels uh, so against everything that you knew to be true. You're a toddler relearning fucking steps. Oh yeah, and like oh. so, this whole experience, oh. it was like you you hear people say all the time that that you know when they meet their life partner, you know you know you know when you know feel it in your plums yeah and it was like that was how it was for me it was like instantly like and i even told this guy i was like yeah i know within 30 seconds of a date if i'm gonna like somebody or right not. like the second they say hello or how they greet me is gonna is gonna tell me everything that Sup. i need to know so so <laughs> yeah well chad yeah. fucking nothing actually i'm yeah. going home <laughs> <laughs> yeah later um but oh. And so we we left that experience and we have both decided that it's not the right time and it's fair that it's a big backstory. My heart's like 
literally broken about it. But at the same time, we've decided to trust in our feelings and go our separate ways and let, you know, the universe or, well, actually we, we are godly. So we are going to let God bring us back together. And I find that I'm still battling myself, even though I know that those feelings were a hundred percent true. And like, I have never felt anything more real in my lifetime, but I'm still like in my monkey brain, like questioning it. And I'm like, oh, he obviously is just playing me this, that, and whatever because of all of my learned behavior of distrusting men or feeling unsafe when I feel honest, you know? So it's, it's interesting how easily we can learn toxic behaviors and then how to reverse that, how, equally hard it is to recondition yourself to believe in the positive shit yeah and like everybody talks about kind of like um boundaries right like now now you're like we're all learning to put in our boundaries but like if you don't actually have somebody that's safe for you to practice your boundaries with Mm -hmm. you fucking can't actually really work on them because like i'd know from like my previous relationships every time like i'd try to put up something right to be like oh this is like how i'm gonna feel safe i'm gonna put this up like you know and and boundary does is not a bad thing right it's literally you're advocating for yourself and you're just like uh thou shall not pass um but if you're with a crazy motherfucker or a narcissist they will mow that boundary or worse they'll take that boundary and turn it around and gaslight the fuck out of you and then all of a sudden you're like the crazy person so um yeah oh yeah yeah and it's and and like my hat's off to you as well like i mean obviously you've talked about it and gone through like some hellish damage that no nobody deserves that right like no we are all humans and we are all deserving of respect and and communication and yeah and treatment like whatever it is we are all just recognized you're human sitting across from you and i'm so sorry that you have to suffer for that and but like i'm so glad in the way too like you're so brave and you're like but you're ready to take that little leap right and you're ready to um work on recalibrating that but yeah you're like okay not only do i have to go to six years and fucking decompress all that and what do those things all mean like all the previous stuff that came before right and so now you're actually have to adjust your boundaries and recalibrate to like what does positivity look like and like what does this look like and it, it is like it's it's foreign because um like i know for myself like i would like not under understand my reactions or something totally. right or like i kind of joke like oh when you go to date a sane person you realize oh fuck i'm the insane one i'm the one who is like the activator yeah and whatever but before you know with your partner they're so like we love our narcissists and they're so chaotic that you're spent <laughs> like your whole time like fucking damage control right how do i fix you how do i make you happy how do i validate you like what can i do what can i do right so you don't even you're like i'm fine look at how put together i am and then you get with somebody um, or you meet them and they don't even have to be romantic partners, your friends, and they, they simply want nothing from you, but to exist. And they, and they love you as you show up. Oh, and yeah. you know, like I've, I've, I've honestly, this year has been, Oh, something so special altogether. Um, and I've just been like fucking the hottest mess I've been. And, uh, the amount of love and, and care yeah, like shocked me, but I also, would short circuit from it like there's little literally times where i yeah i i was like i don't understand the language you speak or like i don't deserve this love or like i don't understand this understanding and it like almost made my flesh crawl right because you're just like i don't know how to like onboard this or like to accept like good nature like authenticity like so i have a couple of i actually live five minutes away from some high school friends in vancouver yeah yeah like (laughs) the craziest thing and they just had a kid and they invite me over for dinner and you know they're a single income family like she's a stay-at-home mom and he works uh, to support the family so and it's vancouver like they're not rich they're not rolling in it so when they offer man you can never be rich enough yeah yeah (laughs) oh god the amount of money in that city is sickening honestly um but yeah when they invite me over for dinner like and they offer to share food with me it's like okay like that's honorable like that's a that's a big that's that's really nice of you because you know you can't always afford you know to feed everybody but i found for the first while it was really hard for me to accept that and it still is without contributing in some way so mm-hmm. like 
I always bring a bottle of wine or I always offer to go to the grocery store or something. And if I don't bring anything, like I feel really guilty, like I'm overstepping, I'm imposing and, and that I don't deserve, you know, this kind of good treatment from people kind of thing. And it's, it takes a lot to unwind those knots in your mind. And furthermore, you have to figure out where you first felt that in your entire life. Well, yeah, when you're talking about that, I was like, that's also comes down from like programming for our family, right? Like how many times you like, you don't go out to, you don't go over to a friend for dinner without bringing something, right? Like yeah. that's something that you've learned. And then, and that, that feeling of value. And it's like, if I don't give anything to you, what am I contributing? Right? That feeling yeah. of, of worthlessness in there. And I think too we forget and i've i've talked about this in almost probably every one of my podcasts is the power of your presence right? right just existing like sometimes you don't just your presence is enough because you think about you know people's capacities and where they're at in their emotional healing or their trauma or just in their life in general maybe they are feeling really healed and they feel like that they can offer out a helping hand and you know and it's not about what you can offer back but sometimes just your presence is is enough well yeah. not sometimes most times your presence is just enough and i wish we could really internalize that as you know human beings because you know our suicide rate since covid is disgusting you know it went up like 200 percent. yeah like they'd say yeah it's it's it is that connection and like i've traveled and i've been places and i've lived places where People are so poor, like we get into like North America and that mentality and everything. And then you go these places where, yeah, they would be under the poverty line or live, you know, below everybody's means, but they are the most generous people, you know, right? They're happy. Yeah. They're, they're singing. They love you. Like I got buddies, like they will fucking like literally give you the shirt off their back. You roll in and they're just like, day drinking or like you know <laughs> and they're just so fucking happy to ha see you and then it's like and you see them and you're like oh i'm so fucking happy to see you actually like and i traditionally was like not a big hugger either and it's just like it's that connection and yeah like i think i mean and we'll circle back right meow but like suicide rate and covid and stuff is like right we got so disconnected yeah that like it's one thing to flip on a screen and say what up, but you know, there's something else we said for like rolling into your buddy's house and just being like, hi oh, right? High yeah. five, Smoke getting that doom. FaceTime. Yeah, like, have just some mushroom chocolate. <laughs> feel, feel connected, right? Yeah. And, and um, you know, we all kind of ended up at home alone or, you know, with the same people and whether they're good or they're bad, we were there and we all got even further disconnected and then now we're kind of like fuck the walking dead right like zombies back to life like kind of coming out and like oh how do we communicate oh, and yeah. like how do we fix these things and like i don't know i feel i had a pretty i can't believe i'm gonna say this i had a pretty trippy moment bro I had a trippy moment where it was post covid and i was in Kelowna, and i was sitting there and people were like wandering around the streets yeah and I was just like it was the first time I kind of been out and I was like oh fuck like I feel afraid of my like fellow man yeah like this oh, was yeah. a, like a very eerie feeling and so it was like I'd never experienced that before like I'm you've met me I'm a little bit of a people person as much as I'm also like a deranged hermit that loves her cat <laughs> um so you know like I and it was just like such a fucking feeling and then yeah and I mean I would love to see, not love, this is a terrible word, but like some statistics on like way more mental health and way yeah. more of the suicide rates and way more of the damages. And then like, man, humans, let's like get on the like reunited and it feels so good program <laughs> of like connecting with your fellow human. Well, and I've, I've definitely noticed that too coming from- I'm sorry to all your listeners who have to hear me sing. Welcome to my head. Hey, man. I'm pretty sure this is going to be one of the most entertaining casts ever. So <laughs> please welcome. keep, yeah, please keep going. Um, 
but even being in Vancouver, like Vancouver is known for being the most unfriendly place on this planet. And like True. nobody talks to you. Nobody waves. Everybody grunts. Everybody's pissed off. Like, and leaving Vancouver and doing my community outreach with my lifeguard training, I noticed within myself, and I feel like I'm a pretty friendly, happy, bubbly person, but when I go to small communities where everybody says, hello, how's it going? How's the day? Weather's nice. I feel like that's too much for me, for me even. <laughs> yeah. It's... And it's a conscious effort for me to be like, no, I have to like not let Vancouver <laughs> harden me. Like I need to still put myself out there, but I, and it's probably too, like the whole doing new things as an adult relearning recalibrating it's probably all put together but yeah but there's like a couple there's like a couple pie charts to that where i had that where like yeah last time i went to van i was like mobbing down the street like doo -doo -doo, and then i'm smiling at people and they're just like oh. yeah. i was like i'm not going to fucking stab you i mean i guess it's a thing in vancouver um <laughs> but i mean i guess too like then we go back to like man why do we avert our eyes now it's like we don't know how to look people in the face like uh sometimes when you make eye contact it's a form of aggression you know like there's yeah. all these other systematic yeah. things but no I totally understand your the 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 orneriness or you just get used to that kind of programming and then yeah I'll speak to like being in a small town where literally like everybody waves which is rad and then I even get pissed off when people don't wave I like wait too good wave the catch 22 of that is like you fart and everybody knows like there's like a Facebook memo that went out like <laughs> did you know this happened and you're just like fuck so you know it's a catch I will say though for Vancouver like I lived all over that bitch and like shout out to the west end when I lived there I did feel like that was um a, a little community yeah you did get to know the same kind of mom and yeah. pop shops and you know, in Vancouver, you could date somebody, say you're dating somebody in Vancouver, but they could just have hoes in every area code, right? They got Whistler and they got yeah. Surrey and Coquitlam and like, just, yeah. yeah, like you could just, it's a blessing and a curse yeah. of, yeah. I hated dating in Vancouver. I went on like, I don't know, maybe four dates when I went in, Van when I was in Vancouver, four first dates. And they were, I just, no, I can't do it. I just, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just dating right now or maybe it's because. Oh I'm, yeah. No, dating's like fucking terrible. Yeah. It's like a job interview that I never, ever want to do again. No. Like, I had this one guy, he was in his thirties and we were talking or whatever. And, he, and I was like, okay, like you should ask me a question. And he's like, what's your favorite color? And I was like, mm, no, like, <laughs> I already knew from this, this that I was not going to like this guy anyway. And I was like, just trying to choke through this fucking date. And it's I was like, color yeah, discrimination. yeah, here. So why don't you just, why don't you ask me a question? Let's, you know, be interesting. And he's like, what's your favorite color? And I was oh, like, dude, fucking challenge my brain, bro. Yeah. And you know, what was funny is, um, I told him I didn't want to see him again. And he said that I was the one that was misleading. And I'm like, well, maybe you should ask better questions. Like, maybe you should ask, like, what my ultimate goal was. And I would have been like, yeah, to be a mom. So yeah, yeah, no, that's, you know, like, no, totally true. Like, um, well, God bless the Instagrams, But there's like, what is that? there's that meme right it's like why did you ghost me and the person's like i didn't ghost you you had like subpar conversational skills yeah. and like lyptic responses and like shamalama ding dong so just like raise your bar and i was just like yes yeah. and i i even remember like dating and i'd be like come home from a date pumped because he asked me fucking questions like yeah when, when do you get to flex your brain nowadays i know um and then oh i will circle back though for like dating in vancouver right you like can't it's like hard to vet them, but to touch on like a small town Ooh, on the flip side is no. one, you're like related to fucking everybody. So you really yeah. have to like do your like <laughs> historical research. Yeah. Um, and then everybody's got a rap sheet or like everybody knows way too much. And if they didn't know it, they'll just make it up anyways. And you're get, like, it's sloppy seconds. Yeah. So yeah. Show. Every once in a while though, I will like say you do, say that. you do <laughs> 12, <laughs> whatever, like, <laughs> let's let's go those are rookie numbers bump up those numbers guys um put away your twos give me some 15s no just kidding practice safe sex y'all um some of that shit you can keep like luggage it's scary out there wrap it up um uh, but you know that being said every once in a while you get a gift a beautiful unicorn who rolls up out of nowhere and is like i'm a snake and you just connect yeah on you know the most i know tell me fundamental level right no, like my heart's taken yeah right yeah. and that's beautiful and like and when you speak to that like 
how wholesome is that connection and you're like man people like people would give like for this sliver of this 15 minute feeling that you oh, feel yeah. together like I feel like there's people in marriages that don't experience that oh, happiness no. like there's people that would like yeah legit give their left foot testicle spectacle watch and wallet for like just that that fucking feeling of connection even if you you know how many movies have we been lied to but like in love stories like right they just have that snippet in time and it's like this this love and it's like man if you're a tuning fork and somebody hits your cord and you just resonate right oh you're yeah gonna do it my my advice would be like and this is after like you know two long-term relationships you know failed lots of abuse lots of you know whatever uh now well i'm in love now so i'm <laughs> i'm off oh, the market can we just take a moment and <laughs> oh say like that is fucking so cute and yeah. i'm like I'm so happy for you and you just like lit up and you deserve love. Like, well, you deserve I mean, it like, to radiate. Well, we have to see how the tides, how the tides crash. No, but... man, you, you get to feel it. Yeah. So many people chase like what you're feeling right now. Oh no. Is people chase that. No. That's yeah. what they want. They yeah. want that love. Like, man, I know there's a couple of people and we might all know them who are in relationships and you're like, that is not your fucking soulmate. No, and you that's have definitely not, not even felt yeah. a shard yeah. of like, what I just felt for this bitch after 20 minutes. I know. Well, and my advice would be is like, if you're dating right now, like you should only date for marriage. Like if you're dating to fuck, like you're, it's garbage. It's such garbage. I will like, kind of like have to correct you on that. Apples, Cause something I've learned not, okay. Not correcting. Sorry. My bad. I will insert okay. my progress yeah, after. Insert away. Cause no, you said Into if you're dating, you should date for marriage. As an escapee of the institution, <laughs> okay, I will yeah. say I am actually trying because I did it. And believe me, y'all, I've never been so fucking proud of myself and my conduct as like a married woman. Nobody warns you. And you can test this like when the only way out of your marriage is like a fucking body bag. So no one warns you about that. So like you I put everything into that and I walked away. And then I had to recalibrate because I did always have this romantic notion of like, I would just find my lobster mm -hmm. and it wouldn't matter because we'd be fine. And that, that I had the same notion. Yeah. Right. And now, now what I'm really trying to do and like everybody's favorite world is like fucking mindfulness word um, is mindfulness. And I'm actually trying and I feel like legit for the first time in memory, hazy, hazy memory. Um, I'm trying to actually date to enjoy this person and I mean yeah. we you know like we do obviously you have to have connections and feel a goal and like that you're heading in a direction right you're not just like we stay in a bubble and never have ambition or drive or goals like you well, have yeah. to have core things but I for the first time I am trying to to backpedal and and appreciate like and I'm learning too like for the I'm, okay I am fucking almost 42 guys and so for the first time, and I actually have questioned this out loud, I was like, do I actually know what love is? Like, do I actually understand yeah, the concept? I know. I and know. I feel right now. Yeah. So, but I do feel like, yes, when, or, or like, at least the idea of marriage is like, yeah, you should, you should be gearing to find, you know, your soulmate and your lobster and, and have those beautiful moments. Because when you break everything down, like I've been through so much death and so much suicide and so much loss. And what is it? It's like, in the morning you have a pancake breakfast and you laugh and you watch some like shitty Anthony Bourdain actually Anthony Bourdain's amazing by the way um <laughs> rest in peace buddy I'm sorry you know have some wine and just laugh and like you're like oh my god this is actually better than like fucking Vegas and like I've done like yeah. jumping out of a plane whatever that's called skydiving there we go yeah um yeah like I've been on the tops of mountains I've been 200 feet uh below water like I've been all these places in the world I've done crazy shit um been like blackout in Japan for like you know a couple days um so you know <laughs> like and and what is it worth it's like you roll over and you're like I connect with you and I see your eyes and you're looking into mine and you're like, this is fucking what it's all about. Right. Well, and I think too, like, okay. So it can also be your cat too. Like just know people, if you don't want a relationship, that's cool. You yeah. can have it with a mirror, just yeah. love yourself. But yeah. like connecting and finding someone to love or something to share that with is, is what it's all about. Oh, it absolutely is. And 
I think you hit it right on the nail there. Like when you roll over and you just realize just the power of that presence of person gives you more than you've ever gotten from like, so this, this one person that I'm, I'm thinking about, like, we just sat on a bench, we went for a walk and sat on a bench and it was like, you know, a couple hours, whatever. I got more safety, security, reassurance, love, commitment, like value in those couple of hours than I have in the last decade worth of my romantic relationships. Right? How how many times have we been in relationships and we've been like as lonely as we've ever fucking been? Oh my God. And I will will speak to this too. Like in case you guys are uh, like rolling solo or like totally fine on your own, like I'm not don't think like because sometimes I feel like ah fucking couples and I'll be all or whatever please acknowledge that like I do believe like you have to really be working on yourself and you have to really be in a in a healthier mind frame and not saying you have to be a fucking perfect person absolutely not but you just you want yeah you just want better for yourself right you want to uh be in healthier relationships you just want more um, and when I say relationships, again, like friendships, like uh, work relationships, like you just, when you, when you build, like, you know, eating right, like when you take care of all, all your fundamental things, um, and you're feeling good in yourself, like, I do believe like you, what do they say? Like, uh, attract. Yeah. It's like, what is seeking roomy or whatever is like, what is what, what you're seeking, seeking is also seeking you. you. Cause I've, I've had times where like my darkness has attracted darkness, yeah. right? Yeah. And now it's like my light can now attract light. Yeah. So, um, and, and what that looks like, and you you don't, yeah, and you, you don't, I like, my best friends are, yeah, some of my soulmates. So please don't even think that you need a traditional, like, uh, genital to genital relationship. No, but no, you no, need, that's not. You that's need not connection and you yeah. need to, to find somebody, um, which you can experience life and and share that with like that's that's what it is is like sad to say little humans like we all need each other and we all need to like start being real nice like what if we just started looking across the room and be like what up human yeah i can dig it how you doing with your humanness you got hair not hair well and the cool part about humans or just everybody's like we all have a story it's like we all want to talk about our stories we all want to share our stories so and everybody has something that you can learn from right and we all go through those connections where like you see somebody and it's like Ugh, that I don't know what it is about that person but I'm just not into it or like on the other side of the spectrum you see that person you're like I've got to know that person like I can't take my eyes off that person like yeah yeah who okay. is that like you know and it, it does yeah it just comes down to like your energy and your connection and I think I think with dating, my big point, like, yeah, I think dating for marriage, like I'm pretty old school, traditional, like I No, and I love that, right? Like we should have values and guidelines and don't ever give them up. Right. And I also think that when you are dating, because a lot of people are like, oh, I really like this person. But when you really break it down, it's like they're 98% what you want. You know, but they're like, there's something missing. And I think that's what a large portion of relationships are, where it's like they get together and they go all nine yards because it's 98% a match. And then they end up turning into like, you know, divorcees and this and that. And because that 2% is too much. It costs too much. Yeah, no, because it's like, I I mean, I've done it myself, right? Like I was, I was with him and we're friends now and it's super cool. And he actually got to go have the life like he deserved. And like, I'm so happy for him. But yeah, we were together for seven years. And it was like that they say, like, you looks good on paper, right? We ticked all the boxes. Yeah. But like in, we just didn't have that like soul connection. And, and we kept on cycling to like, this should work, like, we want to make it work. And like, this is and then it was just like, no, we're just like those little fucking magnets right you're like trying to force us together and you're just flipping apart yeah and it's like yeah if you stripped away i was trying to tell my friend like if you're on if you know if you're if you're with your partner and you stripped away everything and just the two of you were on like a desert island like would you want to talk to that motherfucker for the rest of your life 100 percent, right that's take away take away the automobiles and take away where you live and take away the fucking kids and take away like all that shit and what do you want to look at that motherfucker every day for your life do you want to talk to them do you love like just who they are without any bells or whistles um yeah and i mean yeah just i mean 
oh, I love my quotes too. Like Eddie Murphy, right? He says, like, you don't find the perfect person. You find somebody just perfect for you. Find out somebody just fucked up as you are. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and then recognizing, like, we're, we're, we're also flawed, right? Like, and, and we have to grant, grant allowances for, like, what, where, where we're negligent and where we have deficits and what we're trying to, to make up. And then the beautiful gift is you find people, um, your friends and your family or your partners or, like, your cats, and they just, and dogs, I'll allow it. What up, Zephyr? Yeah, um, my and, <laughs> You know, and who accept us. And, and that's what it is. Like, think about, like, or even, you know, crouching down and having, like, a little kid, like your nephew or your niece, like, run into your arms and hug you. Or, like, oh my you, God, go, you get nice. home and your fucking pet runs into your arms, right? You see a friend and you just run across the room and just, you know, it's like, that's, that's what it's about. And, um... And that's know, all that it's about. If you follow that love feeling, like if you, when you talk about like listening to your gut and stuff, your gut's telling you, guiding you in everyday decisions, like the small ones, like this, that, whatever, like it's guiding you because your being wants to be in love with life. That's yeah. its natural state. Yeah. This whole like fear and toxicity and and shame and guilt and stuff this is all learned behavior yeah man like we're walking around with shit like 98 percent that like does not belong to us and and while we're talking about love and and whatever it's just like really made me think because you're talking about before um you know conducting yourself with honesty and integrity and stuff and i like i think too like we should also really put self-love to the front of us and I don't say like, you know, you have to flick your bean 80 times. What I'm talking about, <laughs> you should you should be able to double click your own mouse though, just for the record, because if you can't do it, nobody can do it for you. Um, there's thank you for Ooh. coming to my TED talk. Ooh. <laughs> but like, um, but uh but but how many of us right now, right, could look in the mirror and look at who we are and be like, I fucking love you. Yeah. Like my path to loving myself, um, has been fucking brutal. Oh yeah. But it takes a long time. But I, I do like, I do. I, I love, I love who I am. It's, it's a work in progress. I have, I, you know, daily, you know, do I have respect for myself? Am I conducting myself honestly? Like, am I conducting myself authentically and, yeah. and making sure too, like, before we go off to love everybody else, right? Like, um, are you loving yourself, right? It's the plane crash. Like you got to put on your own oxygen mask before you can help anybody else in the plane. Well, and I think too, we, we don't check in with ourselves enough. We think, oh yeah, I did this, you know, it's January 1st. It's, you know, the new year. I did all my goal setting for the year and you're like, okay, done. Yeah. I'm a good human being. This is, these are my intentions for the new year. Yeah. But we often don't check in with ourselves as regularly as we should. There's this one guy, Frick, I don't even know his name. Um, I'm so bad at quoting these people. I really need to start writing this shit down so I can give these people the proper credit. I've said that in like four episodes now. Um, but he says, write your goals down every day. He's like, refresh your goals every day. Like, and every morning I look at my day planner and I'm like, this is what I'm doing for today. Oh, these are my goals for the week. This is what I set out for. And then every evening before I go to bed, I write out like a couple of sentences about how the day went or like the highlights of the day. And then I refresh like what my intentions were for that week. And I do that every day and every week. And then it builds into months which and builds into years. And I find even though that I do that, like I'm not always checking in with my like self-love meter i'm checking in with my productive leader or meter for sure um but my self-love meter i mean yeah and i mean you don't have to go hard right there's like there's gonna be an ebb and flow where yeah sometimes yeah. like sorry y'all we can't have our romantic ba bubble baths and our fucking walks and we have to just work like an ungodly mount right but but knowing at the end of that rainbow or yeah hey man i like let myself slide a bit yeah like maybe it's time we stop this and check out uh check check in sorry to make sure we don't check out um yeah and i i, I find yeah when you're just you're running full tilt um like your body's a machine what is it running on mm -hmm. what are you putting into it and and we can only function in certain certain realms so if we're not yeah checking back in and i feel too you know like um 
some of this stuff is is getting so commonplace mm -hmm. but and we you know everybody's kind of talking about it but do do we actually do it right and um is it beneficial like you were really talking about in one of yours about like is it really important to you right you're talking about how like oh, you know like do we yeah, yeah and like when we have those things like do we actually make them important is that actually what we want or is that coming from an outside source or is that coming from internally because honestly like I did want to be a lifeguard but my mom was the one that like pushed me through all of the courses I didn't want to do them when I did them and then you know I kind of wavered a little bit back and forth but ultimately like it is what I wanted obviously I'm here today but at the time it was like no my mom my mom saw that and she was the one that wanted me to be a lifeguard. And I had to like reevaluate and like re kind of identify and define myself and what lifeguarding was to me, which is, you know, what brought me here today. Yeah. So. And was there a reason or she was just like, it's a good job. And there's like nothing around or she's like, I want you to be badass, Aquaman. Well, I was a competitive swimmer when I was a kid and she knew how much I love swimming. And honestly, like my mom knows me better. Well, moms know their kids better than anybody on the planet. Like, they're amazing. I mean, not, yeah, I should. <laughs> but yes, I'm I see very lucky. I am <laughs> extremely lucky. Not everybody has that experience. I acknowledge that. And that was ignorant, but. No, I, no, it's, no, it's from your heart. There's nothing ignorant about that. Like, and I'm, like, I am so happy that you have that experience. Like, that's beautiful. Like, but I think yeah. she could see that like I was really struggling because I started taking all my courses when I was 14 because you you used to get your teaching at 14 and 15 and then your lifeguard at 16 and your bronze cross was at 13, your bronze med was at 12. So every year you would do another course, right? And my mom, she could see that, you know, the bullying and the, the ridicule that I was going through in my small community and how that affected me. And I really couldn't make any decisions for myself. I didn't know who I was. I didn't, because everybody was telling me all these different things, right? Yeah. Oh man. Can I stop you for that? Like people who tell you stuff. So Ooh, sometimes I have. Red flag. Yeah. Sometimes I have this moment where I do get my ass fucking handed to me. Believe me. And I'm like, oh, why didn't I fucking listen? Like. Why didn't I listen? Why? And then I'm like, damn it. If you had listened to all the motherfuckers who had an opinion about you and told mm. you what you couldn't do and you shouldn't do and how you want to be and shamlam and ding dong, like, I wouldn't have got fucking anywhere. Oh, yeah. So, well, I, would, like, I wouldn't even be here. They used yeah, to tell yeah. me that I was a waste of air and that I should do the world a favor and kill myself. Isn't that precious, right? Like, yeah. that is not being very human-y. Like, no. you know, and even... Even and in I even jest. know I even know your name. I still know that person. And he, you know what's funny? Does he message you on Facebook late at night? And no. he's like eating Doritos and <laughs> No, but he, you know what I think is crazy? Like he's been married and he has kids. And I'm like, why do people like that? Why do they get to have married get married and have kids? And like here's me, this like all loving soul. Thank oh, you. Oh shit, yeah. You know, and I'm like, I, you know, got the shit end of the stick. Like I'm I still don't have kids, but I've he's got like three. I have the same thoughts and what I will say, why nobody puts their domestics on facebook well actually many people do stop that but um you know a peek behind the curtain is he's probably an absolute dickhead and he's probably fucking up his kids really bad and his wife's probably fucking his brother so you know <laughs> like it is all about perspective because you're like you know if you were like a you know and maybe two people can change right let's you know maybe if he's a dickhead then whatever but you know, like that's the thing too is like we do. We're really um, a peek behind the curtain if, you know, goes to show um, you, oh, things yeah. are not that great. But no, oh, I yeah. totally got it. There's so many times, like I have an ex-boyfriend, the reason I fucking hate genders. Sorry, y'all. Um, but like, yeah, he got to go off and be married and like whatever, yeah. shamalam and ding dong. But I was like, oh, but you haven't changed and you're probably breeding unhappiness. And, you know, I'll I'll take a hazard of a guess because you do know, like, when you find those true people who are genuine and they're in loving, flourishing couples, right? They were not, they were not like that. So usually yeah. they went off and they found a healthy pattern, but that shithead probably got somebody just as shithead as him and then making little shithead kids. Well, hope, uh, yeah, I just, I feel, I mean, I hope that's not, the yeah, case. I hope for the kids. <laughs> I mean, I hope that they have a loving home, but yeah, I, and I see a lot of people like that. Like, well, all of the people that bullied me, they're all married and have kids. And I'm like, fuck you guys. Like, 
How's that fair? You know, you were, you guys were the ones trying to run me out of town, and you did. Actually, you were successful. I changed schools three times. They and... probably bullied their fucking partners into marrying them, and like, yeah. would you? Would like that's the thing too, right? Yeah, if you're I guess. a bully, like, yeah. What's the again? Why am I comparing? Without it, really? yeah. Without like, uh, like I, yeah. People can change, but again, without like a nautical disaster or like act of God or whatever, right? Because it's, it's in, it's in us. Um, but yeah, they probably bullied their partner, and you're just like, you know, if you peek behind the curtain. Would you actually want that that toxic shit show or that that facade? Because you true. know too, right? Like you said, your like beautiful soul is like your beautiful soul is worthy of another beautiful soul. I think truly, um, you know, he is all, a beautiful soul. Yeah, yeah, right. And so, but like all of us, like in theory, truly, if we really wanted to go get married and like wanted to shit out some kids, we could. You could probably always find somebody to sleep with. You could probably find somebody to marry you. You could definitely find somebody to fucking put a baby up in you. So, um, you know, but do you want that caliber yeah, no. or that quality? No. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely like, not. You know, and, and yeah, even if you have to pay for it and like, uh, don't think that people don't pay for oh, it yeah, in no, monetary or other ways either. So, like, that's true. Like, you, you, you you too can get married and have some kids tomorrow. <laughs> Don't think I couldn't put it on Facebook and have like a fucking queue out my driveway in about 20 minutes okay, for them titties. Maybe, so. okay, I'll, you know what? I'm gonna have to <laughs> stay single. Actually, I have a really funny story to tell you. Um, and it was, it's kind of like the trusting your gut and like seeing the world as like, um, you know, like messages and stuff. I So fell in love with this guy, whatever. It's not, we, it's not our time. We have to leave it in the hands of God. I was at this flea market and I opened up this book. It's called Resisting Happiness. It's like a 25 cent book. The story of my life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like the, the catchphrase is like the reason why we self-sabotage and all of this stuff. Mm. And I opened it up to this random page. And the first thing that jumped out at me was you need to learn how to be alone. And I was like, okay, so obviously like I'm not well, ready. Well, hello universe. <laughs> yeah. Obviously I'm not ready to be in this relationship, even though like my soul like is, is is wanting it and it's funny because we like we both found this out later but he prayed for yeah. me and then I was praying for my person and then he showed up and it was like God said like okay I hear your prayers here's your person but it's not the right time you still need to trust but me. isn't it so cool because like think about how strong you're growing though like oh, this man. is an ultimate test of like you now see you know, like the pinnacle and what you want. And now this is like, it's time to put your money where your mouth is. Like, yeah, yeah the, the, the golden ticket is our souls will eventually unite and we need to trust and respect each other as we do our like respective journeys. And then yeah. we shall meet. Totally. And, you know, it is, I, it's hard and it's frustrating, but like, but it is it's not though. Like, I almost feel like you can relax into it. Yeah. I almost feel like it's easier because it's like, okay, I know who my person is. Like now I can focus on my shit. Yeah. 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 Which is weird. It's counterintuitive. And you know what? I, my monkey brain is like, oh, you're just, you're a crazy white girl. Like you don't know anything. Like you, he just wanted you for sex, which I don't think, but my mind wants me to think Well, that. we've all been programmed anyways. Yeah. Too. And so when my head... And we're human. Well, genitals. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, but when my head's doing that, it's like, even if that were true, let's say it's true. And I'm just like make-believing all of these feelings, which I don't think is the case. At least I was able to come from an abusive past and throw myself into something that felt really good for my heart at the time. Yeah. And it made my soul like chime. And how, yeah, how often do we talk about like, I, I truly believe like people come into your life when you need them for a reason. And whether they stay for 10 minutes or they stay forever, like sometimes the universe just will send you yeah. who you need. You might even not know that you need them or, or what the gift they were to you. Yeah. But sometimes right in the, in the darkest, the darkest parts. Um, yeah, you'll get what you need. And I mean, I think we can all testif testif testify to the fact that we've had people that we've met for five minutes that have treated us better than people we've known for 20 years oh, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, well, and that, the, you know, yeah. like, the yeah. universe is just like, dude, you need a little like heart patch on your soul and you yeah. need to like believe in a, that it's safe. And like, we're going to like, let you know, 
mm-hmm. that it's that it's going to be okay. So I think that's yeah. Well, and even even if that's all that connection was, because it was just like this one fleeting night and you know kind of thing. Even if that's all it was, and like maybe it's not a forever. Maybe we don't come back together. The way that how soft my inner soul and my heart felt while I was with that person. I didn't even know I had the capacity to feel like that around anyone. Like I did not know that that was available. And now I know like for me to be in my true feminine, that's what it's got to feel like. So the next person, if there is a next person, it's either got to be that guy that invokes that in me, or it's got to be somebody equal to that or better. Yeah, yeah, Which, you know, that makes, you know, this ocean of, you know, many fish extremely fucking small, which it should be. You should be picky as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Choosing your partner is choosing 95% of your happiness for the rest of your life. Yeah, because, I mean, I'll say, like, before when I've needed to walk out of my relationships, the thought I had just before it happened was, like, can I take this for one more fucking second? And I was like, no, I cannot. And then it's like, okay, then, how do I want to feel every fucking second moving forward for the rest of my life yeah it's like i want to feel good i want to feel safe yeah i want to like this respect it and then like now you you got yeah right like you got that that touch of of it can feel this good it can feel this safe and how crazy is it too like you know you've gone through relationships and you've gone through all these ebbs and flows and you're like maybe i don't know if you're that stage but you're like there's nothing new I can learn right there's nothing new to experience like I was very much the same I was like oh man what I go gotta go date like another fucking asshole gotta learn what you're allergic to gotta meet your dumb fucking family yeah gotta know your favorite color yeah um you know like I don't even want to do this and then like I've done this fucking a million times right and then you're just like and then the universe hits you with like Bet you never had this before. Yeah. And you're like, like, what? And then you're like, oh my God, I want more of that. Like, that is out there? Yeah. I'm Ron Burgundy? Yeah. Well, and the the crazy thing is, is like, okay, so this person, for me, like, they have a completely different culture, different religion, and English is their second language. And like, in my mind, it's like, I don't care. Love transcends everything, right? It's like like, really good music. Yeah, It'll transcend everything. Space I was like, I'll time. learn, I'll learn your culture, I'll learn your language, and I'll convert to your religion. Like, and it's, it's not even a question. Like, it was just this automatic, like, yeah, that's I have, I'll follow your lead. Like, I have to. Like, just the way that you're invoking me, I have no choice but to follow your lead, which is what I want in a relationship, right? I want a very masculine man where he invokes that in me, and and I've been on other dates where they were a different culture, different religion, and English was their second language, and I remember thinking, like, I don't think I could convert over for you, like, because that person didn't invoke anything in me, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, it, like love, like you say, it does. It transcends all hurdles like what you could think of a million hurdles and it's like if you're really if that's really your lobster your person yeah none of them fucking matter no you wouldn't even think of them you'd be like okay well who yeah like duh yeah yeah exactly (laughs) yeah and and i yeah and i think too like um again like if you find somebody uh, how right it can feel like i i know these people who have gone through breakups and all the drama and mm. like oh the like time and the space and the energy and like the fucking na 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 I've gone through it Jesus H and then it's like you meet somebody and you're just like boop yeah. oh well isn't this nice yeah we could just coast along and like if something happens we just talk about it I like treat you like you treat me with respect love and loyalty and yeah yeah. look at us go totally yeah i uh yeah i'm so happy that you're experiencing this and and you can have you can have a healthy experience and i think it's yeah a testament to all the work that you've been doing and stuff as well right like it takes it takes a lot Um, It, it does it's you know what i have to set myself up for it every day because every day you know, thoughts come in to try and destroy that feeling. And it's like, no, you have to believe in yourself and your core and your gut, your heart, your soul. You have to believe in that so much so that it doesn't go out. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's what's gonna, I love that you said this, like that is what is gonna write you every time. Like I can say for myself, like I have 
um, yeah, and I've never actually heard anybody really talk about it before. It's like, I have a fundamental belief in myself. Mm-hmm. I don't know where the fuck it came from, but it is like, it's so strong in me that it's like, I will always, like, I will always survive. Like, I will always write myself. Like, yeah. the faith that I have in myself to get through any obstacle, you know, as dark as things get is, 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 um, like, yeah, the greatest thing, right? And it's um, learning to write yourself and, and strengthen your core because you're going to have to withstand everything that's coming. And, mm-hmm. and, and, yeah, finding all those things that make you feel the happiest in yourself yeah so then you can then gravitate towards those things that make make you happy right like Mm -hmm. they say birds of a feather and it it is actually true like some of the stuff i always want to be like oh that's so fucking trite and like whoa whatever but it's like no actually like if you're filling yourself with these good things and like good intentions and you know actually actively like trying at it but that's the thing is too right it's a fucking effort and you spoke to it right it's on the daily yeah is like how many times do I have like I talk a lot of shit I don't know if you know this probably and like I'm always joking and stuff but I and and it's like I have to actively not let like the darkness in too much and like I I have definitely predisposed to like a negative mind frame and I have to stop myself from going down that fucking road and and you it, it, it it normalizes it because it's like your average mindset right yeah and and sometimes you you do need to shift that and do need to check it and then you meet people who will help you check it and and help you on that journey too right like i found yeah when i started to change my mindset uh all the other things started to come along that i wouldn't be open to before and you know and 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 allowing like does listening to your gut right like does this feel good for me or or does this not and and then yeah what is my gut really saying and yeah yeah it's been a trip honestly it's just that self-awareness and i think lifeguarding if we bring this back like full full circle yeah let's do it i think lifeguarding and learning how to pay attention to your surroundings and when you're paying attention to other people's body language you can then take that information and you can apply it to yourself like when i'm standing and i'm like crossing my arms for example i'm like okay kella why are you feeling so closed off what's happening where are you what's happening in your body you know or there's certain things like when i say certain catchphrases like well i can't even think of one off the top of my head but it's like okay like where is that coming from, you know, because you you notice all of these behavior patterns in other people, then you can start to identify when you are the culprit with those behavior patterns. Yeah, some, some things I really have is like, yeah, well, I'll have, I'll have like a real bad interaction. And like, fuck, I generally don't actually have them. But like, I'll have a bad interaction. And I'll just like, motherfucker. But then I was like, okay, now, like, what is it about me that like might have actually set that off in you? Like yes. I was like, am I like, and then I have to check myself. Be like, am I an angry gremlin? And like when I yeah. came across was, did you read it as aggression? Yeah. And like, and then you were kind of reaction. Cause I find that happens to me. And mostly it happens when I'm sick and my voice drops and I sound like my brother. And so I sound <laughs> really fucking gruff, but I'm usually like a super happy person. But when I'm talking, like how and I, and again too with body positioning and stuff right like if you are a stronger female or if you're presenting it does it can come across as aggression but really oh, you're like i'm yeah. just i'm just fucking standing here man yeah like i'm just a girl trying to make it in this world oh, you know right? i'm just you know and that's that's one thing that i'm really i'm kind of angry with god right now it's like i'm fucking tired of being the strong one like i would oh, like i would right? like it if somebody could just wrap their arms around me and say i'll take care of you you are safe now I've got your back. I got your six. Like, just be a female. Yes. And it's fucking, thank you. And it's okay to say that. Like, I want to say it's not defeat, but I've felt it myself. Like, I am a strong ass lady as well. Yes, you are. (laughs) Thank you. There's times where I am just cracking and I was like, somebody just pick me up and fucking hold me while I cry or I don't know, just hit the send button on my text because I can't respond to this right now. You know, <laughs> like tap it, just tap in. Yeah. You know, I've been so hard and so strong and and got through all this shit, but like somebody just needs to drive this bus for a minute. And that's, that is fucking okay. Like that is not giving up your power. That is recognizing your parameters. And you're like, I've taken myself as 
far as this little engine can take me and I'll just need to push over the finish line. Well, and know? it's also recognizing that we're all yin and yang, right? Like the classic, like yin yang sign. Like you are like the purpose is to is connection you said to be with other people to be in a community like you can only provide so much for yourself like everybody needs community connection whether it's your friends your family your partner you need like outside sources to help you flourish in life it's that's what it's all about totally and and remembering like i we had a very like empirical data but there i had this moment last year where there was this absolute jackass i'll say in the community and he this one person did so much damage right just with his ignorance and it it hurt so many people and i had this thought of like okay if one person can cause that much damage then surely in reverse one person can do so much good and do so much repair like you might have to do like the like you need like three people and they all have to do the fucking care bear stare um (laughs) and like really hone it but know that like if if right now if you're getting hit with all these waves of negativity and stuff and i know it's like overwhelming like you can send out a positive ripple right you can you you have that impact and all you have to do is like you don't have to save you know like you don't have to be a lifeguard necessarily you don't have to save somebody's life um by physically removing them from like a body of water no but but actually just being like hey "Hey." how are you yeah and and sincerely like you spoke to it and meaning it and just being like you know what fuck i'm happy to see you right just a little hand pinch what's up buddy you know yeah walk by fucks up Gus you know (laughs) and just just acknowledge and like that is like that is like if yeah oh let's get cheesy man you want to be a lifeguard everybody has a life let's all guard each other's lives and our own lives by just being nice and connected just watch each other's sixes man right it's so simple yeah so simple yeah well, and there you have it, folks. It's just shit. a little bit of a shoot in a, in a bullshit. Yeah, two regular lifeguards that just happened to meet by chance in, you know, big, bad Vancouver. And here we are. We're sitting in our backyard, I'm naked, topless, sun tanning, recording this podcast. I'm hiding my shame. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Thanks for joining us today, you oh guys. It was such a joy to have you here with this us. This was amazing. Thank you uh, for this experience. Am I allowed to be candid? Y'all, I was fucking hella nervous, like stomach and knots, like really, yeah, brutal, like, oh, don't, don't mark me on the scorecard, (laughs) but it worked out for the best. I love it. Better than my nosebleeds on the real life scenario. Oh my God. Yeah. I failed, I failed her on, she did it. She treated a nosebleed backwards. Sure went the wrong way on that one. Yeah. Yeah. But she made it. She made it. All right, everybody. Until next time, episode drop Fridays at 10 a.m. This is Rescue Replay out.